0: during this time God give me the word detention vengeance and detention because God is putting an end to the taunting God is really dealing with the hearts that doesn't want to Go to God about that specific thought or deed that's in the heart and on the mind. Because deep down inside, we can feel like we know that God's going to say what we don't want to hear. But to keep that encounter from happening, we just not going to mention it to God. And that's the first thing God sees is that the first thing he sees is that he's with us everywhere we go. He hears everything. He sees everything. And we don't feel the confirmation from God regarding what we thought. Was God? We thought those dreams were God. We thought those visions were from God. We thought those feelings were from God because of God. And now we're starting to feel that it may not have been God, but we don't want to come to God because we're already aware that he's going to say it wasn't him all along. but he wants us to know that you are okay. It's better to get it out than to have it there because it's not supposed to be there. Just because I bless you has nothing to do with your behavior. Just because I prosper you has nothing to do with your behavior. You can prophesy and be a liar, but I still be used by you because I can choose to use whoever I choose to use. My blessings are because of my goodness and not because of your good deeds. My blessings are because of your goodness. If you are increasing, it's because of my goodness. If you feel the grace, if you're encountering my grace and my mercy, it's because of my goodness. But there are some things I'm about to uproot out of you who have things that are rooted on the inside of you that got to come out because you're starting to become toxic. You went from spreading good news, now you're spreading bad news about others that you don't honor behind the four walls of your home, in your car, with people you trust. What are you saying about each other? What are your thoughts concerning each other? What are you talking about? What is the subject of the matter? Is it good or is it bad? Do it exalt me or do it not? I said the greatest commandments of them all are to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. To love thy neighbor is not to bear false witness against thy neighbor. To love thy neighbor is not to cover thy neighbor's house, to cover thy neighbor's wife, to cover thy neighbor's anything because I also have things for you and I'm blessing big I don't bless small it may seem as I'm using you to start out small but everything that starts out to be the least is actually the greater because I can take something to make something else out of something I said, "A little length, length, a whole lot. Get the speck out of your eye before you try to get one out of your neighbor." Somebody can say the same thing to you that another person says, and you can give a different response due to the value you have for the two. God say, I hear that, I see that, I'm there while you saying it, I'm there while you thinking it, I'm trying to get it up out of you, I know you praising me, I know you giving me thanks, I know you do work unto me, I understand, but what about that? And for those who have that know what that is. So during this time of detention, God is sitting us down to gain our attention. To get these things up out. Because many of us, I love you too, Father. Because many of us have in our heart, no one going to know what goes on in this house. No one going to know what goes on in this marriage. No one going to know what goes on on this job. No one going to know we go through, what we go through behind closed doors is nobody's business. And when we try to have that type of image of perfection, it's always going to be something caught off guard. That everybody exposed at something. God said we are becoming people pleasers and not even aware. Because we feel our value due to population. When it has nothing to do with purpose. He said when you're in your purpose. I said I'm going to draw all men nigh. Unto me. Not unto you. So why are you focused on who's surrounding you? No, be drawn on who's been drawn onto you. Be drawn on the love that I have on the inside of you that's bringing people back to me. Don't lose sight of the focus, of purpose. So what are we talking about? Who are we talking about? What is the agenda, the agenda? What are the motives? Everybody's personality and traits are characterized due to their anointing. Their calling of being here. A prophetess and a prophet's personality, they are very sensitive people that can easily be persuaded. Because they love people so much. And when a prophet or prophetess sin against God, go against God, the level of dishonor, that conviction is, worse can even phantom that. I sinned against you, Father. I am wrong. I can imagine how Moses felt when God said, you will not walk in the land where you will lead them how I have you to lead them, Moses. I can imagine how Moses felt. Oh, God. Oh, God. And God still blessed them 40 days, 40 nights on Mount Sinai. And here are the Ten Commandments. When it comes to a prophet and a prophetess, they are loners, but not people who don't like to engage with people. Still engage, but God pulled them away a lot. He pulls prophets and prophetess away a lot. Because he has to make sure the messenger is opened, so consecrated to be able to release the power of God. A prophetess and a prophet are really aware of how they represent God so they watch very closely what they do. Sometimes a prophet and a prophetess can become people pleasers and not aware, got to really stir themselves up. We cannot be people pleasers because you're not around people as much. You're more away with God. I don't care if you around people, but you still not around because your focus is on the encounter right there with God. You could be in a room and not be there. <laughs> and prophets and prophetesses can feel a lot of all the other testimonies of the prophets and prophetess that we read about. The devil can't stand a messenger of God. You will find yourself, I will find myself like David. God, you know, sparing your life from somebody trying to murder you. Every prophet had an encounter with someone trying to murder them. And God spared them. It's a different type of way they try to murder. But the thing is they still try to kill. Prophets and prophetess. Personalities. Are very sensitive. And can be very emotional people. That's why God keeps us away. Because he has to. Keep us in position. To release his word. Symbolically a warning. A prophetic word. Excuse me. Word by word as it was taking place. Cannot always be filled with wine. Why? Gotta make an example, set an example. That's why when prophets and prophets are around, many people will feel conviction. I just feel like, I just, you know, I feel all my faults when you come around. It's like you just, you know, you minister unto me without opening your mouth. And some people can walk away and pull away from a prophet or a prophetess because they don't feel comfortable with issues being floated up. A prophet and a prophetess sees the hitting things first, sees the lies first. A prophet and a prophetess can get together prayer warriors because of what they see approaching. It could be a negative motive, maliciousness, any kind of negative deed. They will say get together and pray, come together. And guess what? You will see the move of God because what God has shown you. In your spirit. Everybody have visions and dreams. Everybody can see the signs, wonders, and miracles following. But a prophet and a prophetess have ears to hear. It's a special hearing that they have. And prophets and prophetess do not even go all about talking about their title. And it's okay when people do because if you're called by that, then go ahead. Every prophet and prophetess, God will call your name, and it can frighten you. You could be like it can, just like Samuel and Eli. What's calling? Who's? what's sound coming from? That happened to me. He called me. You know, my whole life, but it was a different calling last year. It's like once the old was passed away, he called my, my name, and I couldn't find where the voice coming from. I didn't even think that it's God. I was just like, who in the, who in my place? That's the first thing I thought about who in my place? I started looking in the most unusual places. I looked in the bathroom and I was like bracing myself just in case somebody in a in a shower. I was looking under the bed, looking in my sunroom, looking, you know, I'm looking everywhere and the voice wouldn't go anywhere. I'm like, who calling me? And here come God once I calm down in his eye. Every prophet and prophetess have that visitation from God when he call you. Just like every psalmist have a special anointing from God to deliver God through music. God going to have it when, and I'm prophetically speaking, and God give me the word promise, thank you, that when all the prophets come together doing an event, my God, everybody's so filled with words. And have all the psalmists come together, the ones who are anointed to sing, gifted by God, purpose to sing. Let me say that, purpose to sing. Because God loves how we all sound. He's never going to say, you don't sound good. But he knows who he called by name when it comes to being a psalmist. And, uh, you know, a day going to be where all you guys get together. Oh, my, just to hear the sound? Jesus Christ, <laughs> this powerful. You understand? All the pastors, you know, everyone with the same gifting as you, anointing as you, you all come together. I don't mean those who want to put a title on themselves. You can never grace yourself. I can never grace myself. Like Paul say, grace is not behavior based. So you can receive blessings. You can still be used by God so powerfully and still operate in sinful ways. Well, Paul say But how wise is it to still operate in your godly character knowing that you're under the law of grace? In other words, don't run wild because it's not behavioral based anymore. Don't run wild because you don't have to kill no animals and lift them up and sacrifice them no more. Don't run wild. Don't take advantage of God's love. Don't take advantage of what Christ done. You You know how to be. Sometimes we do things and we know it's not right, but we try to talk ourselves that, you know, make it okay to do. And we know God wouldn't want us to do that. God will have some prophets and some prophetess away alone a lot and some not so much. And I'm wanting to be away so much, but I still engage much. And I'm going to tell you why God will have us away. God has used me to talk about it. I'm going to tell you why. And talk about yours, your gift and your purpose as well. Explain to those who also have so they can know what's going on. God wants me to explain so you can know what's going on. For those who do have a prophet anointing on their life or prophetess anointing on their life. I, you see, I didn't say prophetic because we all can speak words of prophecy. It's a gift of the spirit. But a prophet and prophets have a special anointing regarding releasing the word from God as a messenger. If rejection is present, a prophet or prophetess is not able to speak because they can deserve ahead of time if the person gonna perceive or not due to a lack of honor. God have prophets and prophetess away a lot because they're easy to be persuaded and God wants to keep them fully persuaded on him. And another thing, he don't have to people come too close in their space which he have their personality to be people who don't have people so close to be in their space because God want to keep people in a position to honor the messenger. Just like if you have family who know you're a prophet or me, a prophetess, and they know what you do, they're not going to be so receptive as if they hear it. I mean, excuse me, heard it from a stranger Because they see you every day. They just see you as who you are. You're there. You're a family. They're not going to take it serious enough. But they know what you call or what I'm called to do. So what God would do is draw us away to keep that honor present regarding them so they can receive the message from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many people don't feel comfortable being around prophets or prophetesses because issues get floated up without them even saying anything. And I'm going to tell you like this. As a little girl, I used to run. Whenever I go in a room and see stuff, I used to run. I was like, why am I seeing stuff like that? I don't want to see that, God. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to handle it. It caused me to run from people. I didn't like what I was discerning, what I was detecting. I was, you know, I was afraid of what I was feeling and seeing that was in others. Growing up as a little girl, I could hear people's hearts. I could hear what's on their minds. And God to remind me, it's okay to explain. Because some people confuse Prophets and prophetess as psychics and that's demonic and many psychics are prophetess and prophetess, but they just try to make a buck off of the anointing and that's a limit because there are no limits to what God wants to do. Whatever you like to be the greater in your life that will wither away will be the least in your life, in my life. Hallelujah. God is softening the hearts right now. I see the word rejection. Some people are trying to reject the correction that God is trying to bring to pass. Because many don't want to say, how did I come under Satan's influence? I never thought I would. But don't focus on the negativity because that's what Satan tries to have us to be feeling condemnation, but we have to look at the sincerity of God and be so glad that it's coming out so we can come up higher than where we are. Sometimes it's too close for comfort. Sometimes it's up close and personal. God had my life is so amazing Where I just have to just wait on him to do everything for me. And I am blessed so well. The things that will perish away, I do have resources. Do have money. I do have those things. But more I have such as this. The devil tried to have me to make a choice as a kid, money or love. I chose love and it cost me some things. It seemed like it was taking a little longer to get where I saw other people, where they were. But God spared me from even wanting that lifestyle because I was seeking God first. And God said, wise decision. Because my father's side are very wealthy people. And they already had my life set out for me. My grandfather bought half of a cemetery just for it to be less costly for funeral arrangements for his family. Bought many houses, much land and property for his family, his kids, his grandkids. And all he want is for us, wanted for us is just to agree with what he was doing. But I just didn't feel the agreement that was okay to agree upon. I had to agree upon the things that are eternal, not the things that will perish away. And I'm going to tell you guys, I had to deny my flesh all my life. It caused me to lose, you know, a lot of outings, a lot of things, possessions. Name in the wheel, all those things. Watching other family members in these five bedroom homes in the family's college. We had our own family college. Everybody graduated with the doctor's, the Ph degrees, and got these five, making these, you know, seven-digit incomes. <laughs> and living so well. He bought a whole car dealership, a cold car lot. and was like, everybody pick a car. But the thing is, if you're not agreeing what he's saying to do, then you're not a part of what he has. You don't get anything out of it. And I watched him drive around in these kind of like escalators, Five-bedroom homes. I was like, oh, God, you guys look so well. <laughs> and and here go the devil. And look at you in this apartment building that's mice infested. Look how you live it. Disgusting. You're clean, but the building not. Gunshots every night. You could be living in the suburbs with your family. Everybody surrounded in the same area. Passed on homes and passed on all kinds of things. My family bloodline is very big on passing things down to the generation to come. And there are many things coming towards me. And I was like, you know, by me saying, I know I just, you know, I have to choose God. I don't want this. Even the family businesses. I used to help serve in the restaurants. My grandfather owned his own pest control company. Many restaurants. And he had a sit, many centers that helped the hungry. I mean, the hungry. I must say the home. Yeah. The hungry. <laughs> the hungry. The homeless. He would help people to get their education, their high school diplomas and degrees. He was like, I'll write you a letter with my influence. I have the the power, the pull. The thing is, money not in power. Power not in money. But it can get you things that people, you know, want to do because they care about it too. Money be around people who make money. People that like money want to be around people who have money. In that type of way. But people that God place money in your hand. You know. You just do whatever God you to do with the money. It's all good. You understand. You can enjoy spending money. Nothing wrong with that. But do what God have you to do. Don't be the one that spend. And then cry later. Or believe God for something when it's gone. So many nights I had of that. <laughs> when you finish with living that way. When you know that you know you are done. You are done. And I've been done long ago. And what happened is that, you know, i just seen a message very quickly. Uh, Okay. And so amazing. I write you a letter and I will certify it and seal it where you don't have to work another day in your life and just make six digits or more the rest of your life. You don't ever have to lift a finger. You're my granddaughter. You're never going to have to lift a finger. Everything given unto you. You want the letter or not? No. What? You speak up to me? You tell me? No one tells me no. No one turns down my blessing. I'm trying to impress you. You're not impressed. No. You're impressed by God or impressed by man. One or the other. And trust me, our lifestyles show it. I'm not saying that God would not place things in our hand to enjoy. He's definitely doing that. Enjoy it because I am. But that's not our focus on the things that will perish. It's the things that are everlasting. How many went home yesterday with an account the way it is, been saving up and working so hard, building up an account and denying it to go on a vacation because you feel like you don't want to touch that money and yet went home and the money's still in the account. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I was like, no, it cost me, you know, some family separation. I had my I had family members that was like, you tripping, girl. I said, we're gonna take it. We take it. What the calls at? Oh, where the homes at? You understand? They got the degrees and everything. And I'm just like, God, he always told me to do the opposite of what, you know, they were doing. You're not going to college. Well, why not? I want to take up criminal justice. Mm -mm. You know why? Let me tell you why God said that. He's not. He's definitely for college. The reason why God told me not to go. is because I was easily to be persuaded. into what I thought was the right thing to do. And it's not the will of. For God, for me. See, my purpose is to go and prophesy and see hidden things and expose every lie. But I saw that naturally being done in the workforce as a criminal justice, forensics, you know, investigation, criminal justice, all of that, you know, the justice system, you know, capital punishment, death row. I mean, just studying all these cases and, you know, seeing what's going on because I can detect Lies, I can see the lies out of the messages. I pick them up, that's the first thing I see is the hidden things. So I was like, let me go to school for criminal justice then, Father. No, because guess what, that would have been my career, which is not my purpose. It would have took my focus off of receiving all that he's doing to show me at such a time as this now. Prophets and prophets are easy to be distracted and some might be a little easier than others. You got to really deny flesh and, you know, flesh over spirit every time as a prophet or prophetess. But the thing is, if you're connected to another prophet or prophetess, you have to really stay prayed up because now both of you, you know, are, you know, together or on one accord. What it's like to be persuaded and by your easy to be persuaded, you could be a prophetess speaking to a prophet that's connected to you. And if you're not careful, your words can persuade them to do things they do not normally do because they're easy to be persuaded and drawn, especially because of love and not just being in love. I mean, love period. You can find yourself around friends or family and you're like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. Many prophets and prophets want to fit in to be normal sometimes, but you stand out, enjoy your difference. We have to love the difference. People don't talk about, and people know why, because many people who do talk are not really prophets or prophets. They just operating in the gift of prophecies But not having the anointing Of a prophet or prophetess. Not carrying that mantle that You know that covering Many prophets and prophetess Do not go around saying Call me prophet Quenisha Or call me prophetess Quenisha Or call me prophet or prophetess You know whoever You're not big on that because you already know who you are. God, show me the word promise. So many times I go to... He's taking a picture of me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he's taking a picture of me. He's talking about smile. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't have nothing. makeup make a point. Yeah, natural beauty is... I understand. Okay. Please excuse me, God. This is this is different. <laughs> he says smile. Oh, God. Take a picture father, I don't care. <laughs> Thank you. I want you to see yourself, Quinisha. I want you to see who I see, Quinisha. I want you to know what I know about Quinisha. I want you to encounter Quinesia like never before Quinesia. Are you ready for Quinesia? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And God just added himself and Christ on each side of me in this picture. God showed me a picture of a baby in the future. And guess what I tried to do? I tried to take a picture in a dream to bring it back into reality, to have something to look at that I seen prophetically, supernaturally. And I tried to take it behind God's back, like God didn't know. He saw from behind up front. And I and God said, Look at the picture. I looked at the picture, it was nothing. I woke up, I looked at my hands, it was nothing. I said, God, mighty man of valor. Yes, God. And I say, Oh, God, thank you. Okay. (laughs) And I'm telling you guys, my God, I had to go through a healing process yesterday. I don't mind testifying. What happened was, God was showing me what's being restored back to me. And when we discover what's being restored, it shows us that we have passed up that opportunity for the manifest before. And God was showing me the things that were restored. Now, I was okay with the places and the things being restored. But when it came to the people, God showed me a dream. Let me talk about this dream quickly, guys. It did something to me yesterday. I was at the pool, this beautiful pool. And it was surrounded by palm trees. And it was a beautiful place. And in in a dream, I wasn't even focused on where I am. I knew where I was, but God wanted me to really focus on, you know, what's happening around me in this dream. And I was turning around this little girl. She had on this purple bathing suit. She was five years old, excuse me, four years old. And she had two floaters on each arm to keep her in the water. (laughs) floating up and I was holding her to put, you know, to have fun with my child in the the pool. And all of a sudden she just, you know, asked me, mommy, yeah, can you throw me in the pool? Throw you in the pool? No, I'm not gonna throw you in the pool. And she was pulling my leg, please, please, mommy, mommy, throw me in the pool. I want you to lift your hands up, hold me up, and throw me hard in the water. What? I'm not going to do that. Why do you want such a thing? And then she said, Mom, well, can you throw me in a deep end? I'm not, you want me to throw you in the water? Now you want me to throw you in a deep end? Yes, I'm not afraid. Throw me in a deep end. You're four. You want to be, you, you know, thrown into 12 feet. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Please, please, mommy, throw me, throw me in the deep and throw me in the pool. I don't care if you throw me on the other side of the pool. I'm not afraid of anything, mommy. I was like, what? And got me to look at the other kids in the pool. You know that they don't floaters, they playing and you know, at two or three feet. Here you are at four years old. I'm gonna throw you in the pool, throw you in the deep end, or throw you on the other side of the pool. Like, I don't care, mommy. I'm a risk taker. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not like most people. Throw me in the deep end, mommy. Watch what you see. And it did something to me in this dream. I said, I'm gonna place you in the water. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep an eye on you that, you know, you stay on top of the water but she went down under the water and she came up the age of nine. And she looked at me from the future at nine years old in the atmosphere of the future, nine years old from her being four to nine. That's five years later. And I just saw the brightness of the atmosphere. It was so much better. It was so much brighter than where I was currently sitting. In the pool. And she just looked at me. But let me tell you what happened. What God was showing me. He was showing me the significance of. Restoration. You're discovering. What you have. Walked away from. What you have denied. And some of us. It was a matter of days, months. Some of us years and centuries. Have walked away from people. Denied and rejected people, and God was showing me this little girl was supposed to be here. And God gave me the year the year she was supposed to be here, 2013. And God said, "You do the math." That's why I showed you her at nine, cause she would have turned nine this year, going on ten next year. What? What? And God said to take it up further, right around before her, you had another child that was supposed to have been here. But I'm restoring it back. But I want you to get the significance of. I want to educate you. On what my perspective of restoration is. Because you guys just see things coming. But you got to realize it's coming back. That means it was there before. So I'm positioning you. To see my mercy. I'm positioning you. To receive my grace upon your life. To bring it back again. Now I can take. You know, walking away from some things and then be restored in some places, but people, I was like, What have I done? These children supposed to be here. This supposed to happen. I had this. Oh god. And God said, Don't focus on a sense of restoration. And a sense of the things that you thought you lost. But just know that when you think of restoration, that is brought back again. You get another chance. And when God says he restores back to our youth, it takes that. It definitely takes that. Because a lot of us passed up a lot of opportunities. Many of opportunities. We're not even aware of, God showed me a game, what is that, a game, um, a game controller. It's a game controller. Hallelujah! And I just thank God so much for what He's showing me. He's showing us certain, th- you know, things that we just know we don't do no more. We would, we know, we would never ever do. And sometimes it takes for us to go through things just for God to show us how to never ever do those things again. You ever did something or I did something that we knew wasn't of God? And because of we encountered that and we felt that conviction, it caused our fire and determination to rise even more that I'm going to make sure that never happened again. I'm going all out making sure that it don't. Hallelujah. And she wasn't. The first child after my son, I thought I was going to have no more. I didn't even plan on nothing like that. And God showed me that. She was the third one that God was showing me so far. That had supposed to have been here. It was one before her. Right before her. was it long. And I was like, God, what have I done? God said, just look at my glory. Focus on my mercy. Deny condemnation. Deny regret. Deny anger. Unforgiveness. Deny all of it. And I went through a a magnificent, you know, area of consecration yesterday. God showed me some surgical gloves. He he had on this, no, this doctor gear, like you about to get surgery. And I was like, oh boy, what are you about to do to me, God? And that's what he done. He restored me back to my youth to bring to pass what I already supposed to have done. Every place I was supposed to go to that I did not. Every word I was supposed to say that I did not. Every child supposed to have that I have not yet have had has been positioned back. And that dream did something to me. I was like, what in the world did I do? Not even aware that our decisions can affect, I see pine cones, our decisions can affect not just places and things, people too. Because it takes to come alongside with another in order to get married, to bring the past a legacy, to leave behind, releasing God's good news. And we have people to wait around for us to get ourselves together, that's not okay. I was like, God, you know what? I'm done with this, I'm done, I'm done. This dream, okay, it's this a bit much. It's a bit much. I never felt so sorry before. Because she looked at me. Like I supposed to have been here. I would have turned nine this year. And I have a brother older than me, and then another one, David. I was like, my God. When it comes to lives, you know, it does something to me because we are called to bring change because we are the change. But I was like, what did I do? What did I do, God? I wasn't even aware of what I've done. And God says, okay, now you know. Now you won't ever miss another opportunity again. Now would you? No, I was like, bring this man to, we get started today. This supposed to happen? I am so sorry. Come on then. (laughs) Yeah. God really brought me to a place of, you know, receiving mercy. His grace. Because there are some things that we just, you know, walk away from that we don't receive ever again. Because we just don't want them here come God on my behalf mm, mm, mm. that dream did something to me y'all you ever had a dream that did something to you and you just couldn't go like and see you like oh my God it did something to my whole life of being here he was doing you know all those years back God said yeah But I wonder why he showed me, you know, her and not the one before And God said, because she's like you and that gained your attention because she's a risk taker. She's bold. And God says, every mother, every woman, mother loves to have a little girl. That's better than them, but with their similarities. Just like every father wants that son to show them how to do things, take them fishing, show them how to be a, you know, a boy, a teenager, and then you know, a grown man. And now some fathers who want a daughter so much and some mothers who want a son so much, it doesn't even matter. God said, I knew how to get your attention by showing you a reflection of you. She's like her mother, but in a greater generation. I don't know about you, and I know I'm not by myself with this, because many people walked away from people that they were supposed not to walk away from, but I had no idea that 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 was supposed to even happen. I didn't care about finding out, and look what it cost me to go through that process of what have I done? And that's why Holy Spirit always on the inside of us. Don't do that, go back, go back. I was like, if Holy Spirit don't be quiet, I could be drunk off of, you know, whatever. Here Holy Spirit still saying, go back, go back to him, go back to him, go back to him. I'm like, no, don't wanna go back. Go back for what? I don't even know where this person is. If they even here or not, I'm not going back. Go back. Go back. I'm trying to save you from the day that you're going to be crying and regretting. I'm trying to keep you from, you know, feeling condemned, feeling regret, being upset with yourself, making a terrible decision. Now, go back, Quenisha. I'm not going back. I'm talking about every day. Since I met this man and walked away every day, Holy Spirit say, go back, go back. Even when I murdered the wrong man, Holy Spirit still saying, go back. I was like, how dare you? Don't you see him with somebody else? Go back. I'm in a bed looking up. Go back. Jesus. Fixing food, doing anything, go back. Holy Spirit never stops sick. Now, Holy Spirit is saying, look forward. Everything's in place. You ever felt so sorry for what you've done? You ever done something? You're like, I'm so sorry. You healed, but you're just like, I'm so sorry. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for never giving up. You are so amazing. I love you. God has shown me being served. Now, he always had me at the master's table, but I always see a plate and utensils. Now he's putting food on the plate. You're about to eat well. But the things that he showed me in the kingdom to eat, you know, I don't have that currently by right here today. I would like to ask some of that. God know I like pot roast. They you're not going to put roast on my plate super we Well, bring it here. <laughs> I want to taste it. You yeah, know Eating in a dream. Isn't the food much better when you're in a dream I woke up many a times disappointed when the things went in my hand. My God. Oh, I was about to eat and I woke up. Come on, God. I can at least taste it. You understand? God showed me a big block of pot roast. Oh, for me. Nice and seasoned. Yes. Oh, God. And moist. Yes. Tender. Yes. Oh, God. Father, I can taste it. I can taste it. I can taste it. Is that what Christ done for 40 days and 40 nights? I'm still stuck on that. Moses, you too, and some others did it too. I think Paul, I don't think Paul did exactly. Peter, one of them. I'm trying to think, God, is that what Christ done? Christ, did you do that? You ate from the kingdom, didn't you? And that's how you got full, Because 40 days, come on, 40 nights, you were eating somewhere else spiritual food yeah but this is food supernaturally yeah this is not word this food this food this solid food in the kingdom Well, you eating solid you know what i'm saying Well, you eat solid food (laughs) he said both both sides both you were eating from the kingdom and spiritual i got it i got it i got it and he said i could have went longer than that Mm -mm -mm. he said i'd do anything for you all he showed me with that yellow roses Those are not roses. I don't know what kind of flowers they are, but they're yellow. They're very beautiful. They're very beautiful. Thank you. I love you guys so much. I'm telling you, God is doing a lot. And I testified what I went through yesterday. And I, I I went through a lot of crying. I didn't want to really eat. My stomach was in knots. I was praying because I really saw the significance of restoration. The things that actually be restored back because of God's love. We think a lot of times, oh, we're so powerful because of what we do. No, it's because of who he is. I don't mind telling people that. I know that I'm the vessel and I thank God that he do you. It feels so good to release God's power. It feels so good to release prophecies that comes to pass. I'd be like, that's right. Okay. All right. Okay, now. And he received all the glory because I'm excited to be used so prophetically like that. But the thing is, God is dealing with motives by sitting us down in detention for those who need to be sat down, because God is having his way when it comes to vengeance. He said, vengeance is mine. He showed me mint leaves. He wanted me to call out whatever he shows me. And the thing is, a lot of us are misusing his words to speak behind words, how we really feel that we shouldn't on the inside. Try to dress up how we feel and what we're going to say to people and use God's words and find scriptures to quote with it. And God said, we cannot do that for us who are doing that. God said, all of that, going back and lying on people, manipulating people. God said, what do you think I'm going to do about that? How far do you think you were going to go doing that evil deed? And that goes for all of us even me denying my purpose in God's blind. How long you thought you were going to go like that, Cornisha? How long did you thought you were going to go like that? How long you, you thought that you were going to look like how you're not feeling on the inside? How long you were going to feel like that? And now those in my family see that she has something that We are lacking of. And it's the eternal things. We see that she made the right decision and not us. Because we have these big homes and these fancy cars and these degrees. But we don't have the eternal things. That's missing. God was teaching me not to sell my soul. And I wasn't aware of any of that knowledge because I was a kid. But by me following him because... It's like the feeling I get with God, no one could ever give me that feeling. Of just, you know, security and worth and love. Loyalty, you know, secrecy, you know, just, mm. and nothing was worth that. I was not gonna trade that in for anything. I don't care if I walked around with $2. I still have the eternal things on the inside. It's going to multiply that two times. Like Christ multiplied that two piece of fish. It's like looking at Satan saying, look at me now. Everything that you try to take away from me, look at me now. I am so ready to get started. Things that God will show you that you posted, did and done and have. I am ready to get started. I mean, like, today, <laughs> today, but I'll be patient and weigh God. Now I know what it's like. God say, how would your response be this time? It's definitely not going to be how it was the last, On it, <laughs> Yeah, it would definitely not be how it was the last time. I learned a huge lesson, guys, and everyone has a different testimony. Mine is, don't ever take anybody for granted. Don't even don't ever assume things. Don't walk away from promises. Don't walk away from God's plan. And God say, How you feel about my plans? Father, you want me to do a cockwheel? You want me to do a split? You know I can I would definitely. You understand? I want to be around, and I thank God that it's going to be where people feel so comfortable to just say, you know what? I'm getting better at this. I know I need to work on this, or whatever it is. It's not no more, it's none of your business. It's not your place. I'm gonna cover it up, I'm gonna hide it, I'm gonna pretend like I'm this and that. Because the things that we try to hide and pretend, those things come out, it come out, it tell on us. Let me try to act like me and my son, perfect family. It's gonna tell, you know, it's gonna tell. You may see him, you know, do something. On me. It's going to tell on itself. He's a great kid. I'm a great mother. But we learn and becoming better together. And he have no idea what's about to be restored back. I didn't think about him too. He know he's supposed to have siblings. But he don't know how it all came about. You know. He ain't going to say all that. He just received restoration son. (laughs) Go into to all that. Because he always said, mom, I want a brother or a sister. When he was so young, and I was like, I want to give you everything. You know, you're just a great kid. You're the best, one of the best kids in the world. And every Christmas, you ask for the same thing as a little kid, a brother or a sister. Because he could discern, they were supposed to be there. Where are they? I don't want no toy car. I don't want no army men. Thank you, Ma, I appreciate it. But where's my brother? Where's my sister? Where the rest of them? I snuck that in there. <laughs> I snuck that one in there. <laughs> you want to tell everything. <laughs> Those here is the hill that they're Sometimes we try to sneak things in there. <laughs> sneak your hands. God has shown me a scale. One side is higher than the other. It's not on the same level. And what God has shown me is not, he's not showing me stability. He's showing me glory. He's showing me the outcome. It outweighs, you understand, the past and the present. Your future is bright. I'm like, Father, I've, I've been, I've, He washed me up so much, polished me so well, and, you know, affirmed and assured me about his promises, his dreams and visions concerning me. There's no more pretending or acting like it's not happening or trying to cover it up or any of that anymore. It's exposed on the inside of me. I move in decency and in order. My thing is, is that I'm comfortable now with God exposing how he wants to expose his glory out of it. Because me was in, you know, could be in my own way. You could be in your own way. I don't want no one to know. I don't want no one to see. I don't want people, 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 people. Then how can they receive God's glory in their life? Due to what he's doing for them. And I was like, I had to go through that process yesterday. And I am so, oh, God, I'm going to love what I've never been on before. God's a new development. you on a whole new level, Ganesha. Yes. And God has shown me everything. that. Oh, God. You ever see a movie when it's like, it's flickering, flashes, like of images very fast. He showed me all the things that was supposed to happen. Oh, God. Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you for that. Whenever you're ready, I'm not hiding myself anymore. I'm not, yeah, being secretive about things anymore. Whatever you want to do, go ahead. I don't care. Because I am not ashamed of what you delivered me from and what you're bringing me into. And it's my time for now, guys. Greater is he who's in us. And I mean greater is he who's in us. He who is in the world. See law on that. See law.